It is Way of the Warrior, Eric Hulkerin, along with Ken Evans, covering everything in the world of mixed martial arts. Got a huge fight this weekend. Had a, um amazing fight last week that only made things more confusing at 155 pounds. Good news, though, Eric. Not many people saw it, so nobody knows that, that they need to be confused. That might that might be actually true. Uh, and then we, um, I think, landed in a place where Carlos Condit should probably retire. And, and then uh, the last thing that we'll talk about today is that Michael Chandler apparently thinks that he's better than Nurmagomedov 10 times out of 10. We're not talking about yes, that at all. We're no, we're talk not. about all of that. No, we're not. Um, interesting fights on UFC on Fox. Ratings not too good. They They're did some key terrible, demo. They though. did some nice key demo ratings, as yeah. they like to say, which isn't bad. Can you bad. explain that to people so people know? Well, I mean, basically your 1834s and TV, very tough to get. Uh, they're able to get them. They were up against NBA and NHL playoffs. Uh, so, I mean, there was some competition there, but, I mean, we didn't expect a ton of viewers for something like this. There wasn't a championship on the line. There wasn't really a former champion inside uh, this card other than Carlos, Carlos Condit. Uh, who was an interim champ years ago, if I remember it correctly. Um, and as you said, you know, he he, he lost Alex Oliveira uh, pretty quickly into the second round there. So. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, I, I was actually, well, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we, we briefly hit this card because there was a little bit of stuff going on with Conor McGregor. So I was surprised he was on the card. So that, that tells you a little bit about it. Um, I don't know. I mean, are the ratings terrible? I mean, we didn't expect well, them to be good. So, I mean, this leads into the story that's been circulating, circulating all week long about the, the potential ESPN Fox Sports deal for the TV rights. I think it becomes interesting to see where this whole thing lands. Like, you look at last week, it was on Big Fox. It didn't do terrible, but it was the fourth lowest in the history of things being on Fox that revolve around the UFC. Right. Um, and then... This weekend, which is a fight that has some ramifications at 155, this is on Fox Sports 1, mm -hmm. not a bigger platform. They're probably going to struggle a little bit because it's not as if the playoffs are all over. So th they're up against the same thing. This is a tough time for them in the TV world, but this ESPN Fox Sports deal, I, I think it's it's interesting. It is definitely interesting. One of the main things, though, that seems to be driving this, and we'll talk a little bit about this, there's a, there's a lot of sources out there. Uh, apparently, Variety is reporting that ESPN and Fox Sports have recently proposed to split the UFC TV package. One of the interesting things about this is that ESPN Plus seems to be the big push for ESPN as far as this yes. deal would go. Uh, so you'd have to wonder if Fight Pass would remain or if Fight Pass would become integrated or simply an archive type of system because... Which we talked about last <clears throat> week, right? Yeah. I mean, ESPN Plus is going to be a standalone $599, $999, something or other system, which is going to be interesting. Y'all want it a la carte, and it, paying for it every damn time. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty garbage right now like espn you, plus it's pretty there's awful. nothing there i mean because every other sports deal that's been made has already been made the big 10 isn't going to go to espn plus app exclusive the nba the nfl uh what am i forgetting mlb major league baseball they're not going to say oh we're cool with you pushing exclusively to the app sure so i don't know about you eric but if i'm watching a football game and it's a choice between my phone or my TV. I'm watching it on my TV. Of course you are. So uh, at this point, and I'm also watching it where it's already available for free, and I'm not spending $4.99, $5.99, $9.99, wherever we end up with the pricing tier. So uh, to split this, uh, I did hear some talk, and I know uh, our buddy, uh, I think it was Jeff Shanahan, was, was on our Facebook yep, page. I got it up right now, yeah. Uh, he talked about how this would double their money. That's not actually the case, though. This isn't going to double their money. This is this is splitting the money. Now, one thing that the UFC could do is make more money, obviously, 
with more outlets there. I mean, they do this with the Big Ten. Uh, Fox Sports also carries um, baseball. ESPN carries baseball. So none of this is unheard of. But a straight-up doubling of the money is not quite the case uh, in this regard. What this would do, it allows them to kind of combine the deal and get to that close to three or four hundred million that the UFC thought they'd be looking at with one overarching deal. Looks like now they might have to piecemeal together uh, two deals to maybe not even get to 300 million, according to what Endeavor was looking for. And Endeavor is, by the way, the parent group that owns a WME IMG. They dissolved one. It's that's that's what yeah that's what we're going to go with from now on endeavor is the one that owns it and they need to make 400 million dollars a year on ufc to make that thing work financially the way it was set up they do uh and what the question i want to ask you about this before we go back and talk about ufc on fox and then forward to talk about this weekend is if they're splitting the rights what is your are we creating a tiered, finally creating a tiered system of cards then? Or what would, what do you think this looks like? I don't know, man. I mean, this is this like, there's you a guys lot of take people, alternating months. Like, how does. Are pay per view still a thing? Are we going down to six, which we talked about a little bit on the last podcast? I, I don't know, man. Until this gets done, we don't know. But I mean, this is very strange in this type of media world, the way sports rights go, for us to be sitting in April, almost May of the year that this is going to expire. This expires in December. Yep. December 31st, we are done with this deal. You can't just flip the switch and be on something else on January 1st. I mean, usually sports deals are done years in advance. We've been talking about the UFC shopping about since last year and them hitting the worst time in the world to actually have to deal with renegotiating. So I don't know. Do we have tiers? I mean, I... I assume we do. I don't know where any of this lands, though. I really don't, because if you're going to have a pay pay tier, you're going to have to have a reason. I mean, ESPN Plus is not going to want, as good as the fight was, Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje headlining their ESPN Plus card. Well, and that's not going to work if you're asking me for money, is it? N- well, it doesn't. It doesn't work on. Here's here's where I struggle with the ESPN Plus. Right there's like you said, there's nothing there right now, so you're not grabbing. You can't see my hands, but on my left side are all the people that currently subscribe to the idea that they love ESPN. His hand is on the left side. Right. On the right side are the people that are cord cutters or whatever, right? They, they're not currently talking to them. In the middle is where they want them to meet. The problem is, in an alternate universe, you have Fight Pass that has not come through for the UFC fan at all. No. At all. No. So people like you and I dip in and out $9 a month, you know, when we've got to watch something or not, right? Mm-hmm. And then we dip out when we're done. But we're not committed to it in the same way that we're committed to, let's say— the last say, time was the Anderson Silva fight. Let's say Netflix, right? Where there's no, there's no discussion in the Evans household about canceling Netflix one month and starting it up the next month. Well, I mean, we, we go back to this and we'll do it again. I don't care how many people get pissed. WWE Network. Is there ever a discussion to get rid of that? No, for anybody who's got that, no, no, because you're going to get the pay per view every month. Yes, they're creating content. They're they're doing new things. You know, uh, possibly to the detriment of other events they have. But I mean, they're they're basically redoing WrestleMania in Saudi Arabia. So if you want to sit home and get drunk in the middle of the day and see all their headliners, you can do it at noon on a Friday. Yep. So I mean, 
that's 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 the expectation level. Netflix. I'm going to get my new uh, season of Jessica Jones. I'm going to get my new Defenders. I'm going to get uh, original content put up. I'm going to get uh, hit movies every month. Documentaries, right? Like all that stuff continues to draw you in. And there was the article uh, earlier this week, and I know this is super inside baseball, but there's a point to this. There was an article earlier this week that shows that Netflix is worth more than Warner Brothers, Sony, and 21st, 20th Century Fox, right? Yes. So it's we, bigger than all the big theater conglomerates. Bigger or than all of them. movie companies, I should say. So, if that's what you're aiming for, neither ESPN Plus or Fight Pass has created that ecosystem no. in the same way that if we do an apples to apples compar- comparison, excuse me, that the WWE Network has. And so you're now going to try and get me to cancel Fight Pass. To come over to ESPN Plus, maybe we don't even know. We don't know, but I'm but to come over to ESPN Plus to watch whatever's going to be on there because we don't know what's going to be on there. Mm-hmm. And then I have to figure out like I'm a cord cutter, so now I have to figure out like okay, well if you're only on Fox Sports, how in the actual hell do I watch those things without right. stealing them? Right. right. Um, because there's no easy way to do that, and I'm not buying cable for Fox Sports. Right. So. This deal looks really weird, especially if there's not a tiered system. If we're doing pay-per-view, ES, I'm making this up. ESPN Plus and Fox Sports. I don't know. I can't. I can't believe. Just so p- people can't see your hands, you put ESPN above. I don't believe. I believe they have to be next to each other, though. I don't necessarily believe that either. But I'm trying to figure out, like, if the play is for a streaming platform that they think is better than theirs. I guess you, so. If you were to ask WWE, is the network? Above or below their TV rights? Right. I'm asking you. Uh, or right. are they the same thing? I think they're the same simply because okay. they put their... Well, because you, what you would have is you'd have their, their pay-per-views were at the top. Those are now included on the network. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's top tier for them. But their TV is going to drive the need for the network with your uh, two shows that are on broadcast television, which are on USA. So in this scenario, the WWE works as a Venn diagram, right? Like one pushes to the other and back and forth. Right. I push to Raw. Raw pushes to the network. Network pushes to SmackDown. SmackDown pushes back to the network. Right. This, since we really don't know how it's going to work, or... If it would work, I don't know how those three things push to one another. Well, I, mean, I don't know how ESPN Plus pushes to Fox. Xbox for me to download the pay-per-view or to YouTube back to Fox Sports to ESPN to pay-per-view, rinse and repeat. Because you, at the root of what we're trying to do here, we're trying to tell stories. Mm-hmm. Which is why, after a guy like Justin Gaethje fights, everybody is talking about how it's a fight of the year candidate. Because we're telling a story. Even in this guy losing, he creates an audience that follows him around. Mm -hmm. His career will be very short, guys. Understand that. But he's exciting to watch while he's fighting. That's And what Gaethje does, and this is my point and why I've been talking for 10 solid minutes, what Gaethje does is what the actual brand can't do. Dustin Poirier was a washed-up-to-the-average-fan fighter that wasn't in title contention on Friday morning. Right. Who now, when I walked into the studio before you hit on, you said, hey, is he fighting Nurmagomedov now? Justin Gaethje is making the UFC stars with every person that he fights. Eddie Alvarez, his career was done after Conor McGregor starched him. He beats Justin Gaethje. He's also in the, is he fighting Nurmagomedov? Mm -hmm. And so if your brand can't do that and you need a guy's, 
concussion-laden head to do that for you. Right. I don't have a lot of faith in your ability to pull off a TV deal that now splits attention to three different things. Yeah, and that and that's going to be the key when you kind of figure this out is where the pay-per-views end up landing, uh, what products are going to actually be on ESPN. This ESPN Plus thing is a little weird. I, Have you I watched don't know. it at all yet, or no? No, I know they've. Got, I mean, and I know they got some MLB and some NHL, and I think maybe MLS on there. I, but again, it's not exclusive content to that app, as far as I know. I mean, you know, you've got your ESPN. It, it what it feels like to be. Here's the problem too, because once you start giving things away uh, at a certain level, there's an expectation, and I will give ESPN and Disney and that company credit is that they're ESPN one two. Three, which became 360, which became the app. Those were really good products as far as, okay, this baseball game's on one, this baseball game's on two, what's on college, blah, 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 blah. Those were advertisers supported. I find it gonna, it's going to probably be a tough go for them to ask for five random dollars a month. It doesn't sound like a lot, but when I've got 10 other subscriptions I'm running, what am I getting for that? I mean, you gave this to me for free when I had your ESPN Plus app. I'm somebody who has a cable package that yep. should authorize the ESPN brands and the Fox brands. And now you're asking for another $5. Well, so I let, already pay a certain level. So, Because I'm not a cable subscriber. Even as a cable subscriber, you need to pay another $5 to get ESPN Plus? Plus, I believe you do. Yeah, wow. I haven't messed with it a whole lot. But here's the thing. I, like I said before, I, I haven't messed with Plus. I know it just essentially launched, and I don't – I mean, this time of year – I'm not a big NBA guy, NHL guy, especially right now, the way the playoffs are. So I, I haven't had a lot of use for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm I'm in between. I, I've still got a cable package, but it's like that very base one. I don't use cable boxes. I use their apps. So I'm kind of in between that cord cutter, but I can still authorize the apps because I am yep. a cable subscriber. So I would have to mess around and figure it out if, if that would even authorize for me. If it doesn't, though... I've been spoiled already. You've sure. given me 360. I pay for that. So why why am I paying for this new thing? Is the UFC going to be a product that's going to drive me there, especially if you're splitting the rights and you essentially can't take your cards and meld them to whatever venue and whatever event you've got, which, again, is something as bad as things can get sometimes recently is something Fox has been able to do. Well, we know we've got a big Fox card, so we want to do this with this guy. We know we've got a pay-per-view. We want to do this. We know we've got FS1. Kevin Lee's super popular. Let's put him on the headline on FS1, and we don't have to worry about it. How is that all going to work when you got to split it between two companies, and one company actually wants you to spend money on their app? I don't know how that's going to work. So we will wait and see on that. Uh, obviously, the story, and you can see it on our Facebook page, the story is still pretty raw as none of this has been confirmed. Nothing has been inked. And obviously, since we've been talking for the last 15 minutes, nothing has been solved as to how this will shake out. And if um, you know it gets a little bit muddied, and then we'll get into actual fight talk, I swear to God. Um, it gets a little bit muddy if is there some sort of 58th option where if I'm a Fight Pass subscriber, I get ESPN Plus for free. Right or vice right. versa. Yeah, no, I and that, yeah, like you said, raw is is a bit of an understatement until we 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 hear a lot more. So let's go back to UFC on Fox on Saturday night. Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier, a fantastically violent fight. And if you are looking for uh, some of the best that the UFC has to offer, this is one of those fights to check out. And like I said earlier. The thing that Gaethje can do is, number one, he can take a lot of damage. Number two, he always brings an entertaining fight. Number three, 
he's a dude that builds stars. Well, here's an interesting thing. I, I heard a little bit of a discussion earlier this week and some of the online discussion about whether or not because because your gut reaction when you watch these fights now is, man, you got you said this earlier. It's not going to fight long if he keeps fighting like this. Nope. Should he do this? Should we care? When you see a guy like Justin Gaethje who's making stars, who goes all out, who has a style that is going to shorten his career, do we as fight fans care? Should we care? Well, so I struggle with this a lot. And even I struggled when I was watching the fight on Twitter because you can see, uh, like a couple guys on Twitter were talking back and forth with me about the comparison to a guy like Diego Sanchez Mm -hmm. versus Justin Gaethje. Diego Sanchez was well known for his mantra of, I'm going to stand on the logo, meaning the center of the octagon, and we're just going to do things until somebody... Mickey's logo back then. Right. We're going to stand on the Mickey's B until somebody falls down, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that shortened his career and shortened his ability to get to the top. What's been interesting is not only do you care, as I think you should, but this is a fighter, Ken, that arrived in the UFC undefeated, beat Michael Johnson, lost to Eddie Alvarez, lost to Dustin Poirier. So... Not only is this style super exciting, it's contrasting con, if you will, is that it clearly makes it very hard for you to get to the upper echelon. Right. Yeah. I, it, because a guy like Dustin Poirier, a much better striker. Now, Dustin Poirier had to go through a crucible in round one in order to get to that. Mm-hmm. But what you're seeing is that skill level, and if you can keep your head on your shoulders when a guy like Gaethje is coming at you, you can win those fights. But you have to be willing. The thing about being built up to be a star in the way that Alvarez was resurged and Poirier was resurged is you have to sign on the dotted line to go do that thing. Right. Right. Like you. Yes. Should we care about the damage to Justin Gaethje? Yes. In the same respect that we should care that if your fighter signs to fight him, he's going to get hurt. Right? Like, right. you've got to go into the pit of hell to fight Justin Gaethje and win that fight. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I know you say we should care, but I mean, again, we're watching fights. We're watching two guys go in there who have opted in, who've opted in, who've decided this is what they're doing, this is the, what they've trained for. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not somebody to go tell a guy, hey, you got to lengthen your career. I want to see you for 10 years. Maybe I don't want to see a guy for 10 years. Let's remember the guy that we were getting sick of near the end of his career, was one of the best at it. In the world, that was GSP, probably the smartest fighter ever, especially after that Matt Serra loss. Sure. He knew exactly what to do, and it was getting boring. I'm sorry, guys. Until the last couple of fights of that run, when he was getting older and things got a little more interesting, it was getting boring to watch GSP. It doesn't matter how dominant he is. Dominance can be boring. Demetrius Johnson is one of the smartest fighters on the planet and is one of the best technical fighters on the planet. And he is boring as hell sometimes simply because dominance is not interesting. Yeah, and, and DJ is a great example, and so is G- GSP, because late in his career, I think GSP age mm-hmm. was was his biggest enemy, right? And so those fights got but more... But those fights got more interesting. It got more interesting because he was fighting... Matt Brown and age or Johnny Hendricks and age, right? With DJ, that's why I think everybody's pining for the TJ fight because Mm -hmm. that will be a test because if we go all the way back and if you have been following this podcast for eight years, you go all the way back to one of the first podcasts that Ken and I did together. What I said on that podcast when DJ lost to Dominic Cruz is if they invent a weight class for DJ, he will never be beaten. 
and looks like I was right. Right. But you get to a point that as a fighter, I think you need to test yourself because playing UFC 3 on easy so you can get all the achievements is fun and all, but Mm -hmm. eventually you actually want to test your skill set. So with a guy like Gaethje, should we care? I mean, I think you should care about what these guys are doing to themselves just because you're a human, but should you intervene and tell him to stop doing it? No, he opted in. This is how he wants to fight, and he said it after the press conference. I'm not here to win or lose. I'm here to keep playing, right? I'm here to fight. And so if you want to fight me, I'm totally down with that. The scarier part about that, like I said, is if you're Poirier and if you're Alvarez, you're stepping into a lion's cage for a round and a half before you get to do your thing. Yes. And which is the entertaining part, which is the dangerous part, which is the reason I think people would pay to see Justin Gaethje against some of these top tier fighters in the division who Dustin Poirier was not at that point. No, but now, I mean, like I said, at the beginning of the show, now we're in, we're in a complete quagmire. Cause I don't, I mean, there's a list of seven guys now. And after this weekend, if it's Barboza or Lee, add another guy to the queue. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's that's a natural function of just that weight class. I mean, you've got more fighters. You've got more guys. That's if you're an athlete, most guys weigh right around what? 170, 175. And they're going to make that cut. So, I mean, that's the same. That's the inverse of the problem we have with some of these women's divisions. There's not enough women at some of these weights. So that's always going to be a shark tank. That's always going to be one of the hardest divisions to kind of sort out. So it's going to be interesting to see how the UFC wants to deal with this because, I mean, you've got to figure that Habib and Connor has got to be on the list. And we we went through 20 different ways from Sunday why that is the next fight no matter what happened on that bus, outside of that bus, or with Connor McGregor. Business-wise and money-wise, it makes the most sense. So that's exactly what's going to probably happen. But where do these other guys kind of fit in at this point? And is there any is there any hope of getting Khabib a fight before that Connor fight? I, I think you have to, especially after after this weekend. I think you've got enough guys in the queue that you've got to do that, right? Barboza is talking about if he beats Kevin Lee, he wants the rematch with Nurmagomedov. I'm not sure... That win gets you there? Okay. I mean, do you think? Maybe, that, but I mean, this division is just wide open. It is wide open, but I mean, is that the fight you want to see? Over which one? Over, I mean, pick anybody else at 155. I honestly don't know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I'll be honest, Eric, I didn't care a ton about this fight this past weekend, but we saw what happened in there. And which is what I'm saying is like a guy like um, Gaethje is a guy who. <laughs> who can make stars that the actual brand can't do. Because like you said, you were like, eh, watch it, don't watch it, doesn't really matter. And then you wake up on Sunday morning and went, oh, okay, we got a new guy to talk about. So mm-hmm. right now, after the rankings from this weekend, Khabib is your champ, the one true king. <laughs> is that what we're going with? Conor McGregor is at one, Ferguson two, Alvarez three, Poirier four, Barboza five, Lee six. Gaethje, seven, Diaz, eight. Oh, and Lee is, yeah, I keep forgetting Lee's floating out there, too. So, five and six are fighting this weekend. Five beats six. You think that puts him to the top? Oh, man. I mean, if we're doing, you talked about this last week. If we're doing the Luke Thomas, and this is a championship cue, mm-hmm. how does this work properly? Like, don't take your emotion out of it. Five beats six is five rat, ratcheted up to number one. Uh, or, we could, or, six, or six beats five. Either or, right? Like, 
I'm saying like for the sake of this argument, we can take Connor out because we don't know what's happening with him. So essentially, he's not in. And the we don't queue. know where Tony is yet. Yeah, and we don't know if Tony has to have surgery. So your your pick is Alvarez, Poirier, Barboza, Lee. Or do you do Gaethje? Is that a better fight? <laughs> maybe you have uh, maybe you have the loser fight Gaethje to see where they are and then really start to figure out this division and let the other guy jump up at this point. That's probably what I would do, even ahead of Poirier. Jump up to Alvarez or jump up to Nurmagomedov? To Nurmagomedov. Okay. Uh, I mean, if, if, if they want to try to give Eddie a fight at some point, sure. I, and I know he's up there. But I, I think you could see something weird in that division if he ends up somehow beating Khabib and you've got the guy who lost convincingly to Connor as your champion. I mean, things get weird. I think you want new blood up there. Eddie's not necessarily out of the mix, but you've got to kind of be careful with him that close. Does that make sense? Yes, which is why I think this thing gets so confusing, and especially after this weekend. I mean, to me, Barboza Lee is a fascinating fight in that I think Barboza is clearly the better striker but Lee has the wrestling to kind of nullify that and if you watch the Nurmagomeda fight you know that you can nullify Barboza to a fair amount by keeping him on the ground his awareness is good but he's not really threatening you from the ground right yeah I mean Kevin's wrestling is really good yes so I don't know and my guess is, if you're just coming off a loss where, and I've been saying this a lot, if you're just coming off a loss where you lost in someone else's guard while they're elbowing you so hard you want to quit, just mm-hmm. for perspective, right? my guess is they did a lot of groundwork to make sure that that never happens again. Right. So, I, man, I don't know. I, I think this division is interesting because it's one that I think is going to be exciting and probably matchups we want to see, but I don't know until you get... Connor back in there if you're going to have a ton of people watching any of these fights. So you don't think, and then, then I want your pick for this weekend, you don't think um, if Ferguson was 100% healthy, is he the total lock for this fight? I would hope so. Even though Dana said no. Right? Dana, yeah, that's right. Dana did say he doesn't ever want to book that fight again. I don't know, but man. But you as a, as a fan... Yeah, I'd like that's to see one, that fight. That's I, the one we want to I do. want you to try to do it. I mean, I, I get it. It's You've done it four times, and it hasn't happened four times. I don't know if that's cursed. I don't know if we move ahead. Uh, I mean, at some point, Tony Ferguson's in that mix. Are you hoping somebody else beats Khabib, and you never have to book that again? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the other way, thing you could do is book it, because they're tied at two cancellations apiece. Right. The next one that cancels never gets to fight him again. Okay. Right? So if Nurmagomedov cancels, he has to give his belt to Ferguson, okay. and no one fights. Yeah, that'll be less confusing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be less confusing. But again, we, we're going to go back, and I, we can't really see the uh, the numbers because of how everything actually ended up playing out. But, I mean, as excited as MMA fans were, as excited as we were for that pay-per-view with Tony and Khabib, I still don't think that thing was cracking 250. I it really didn't. don't. It was 230, 240. I know, but what I'm saying is I don't think even with oh, Ferguson I, and no, Khabib, I agree it was going to crack yeah, I agree with you. There's a lot of people saying, oh, if it would have nope. been Khabib and Nebragamedov. Nope. I don't think so. Because, I mean, maybe three. I don't know. Because, look, you're, you can, if you go and look at the Fox ratings from this past weekend, you can see a clear spike when Geishi steps into the, the octagon, mm-hmm. right? So there's a guy that you put him on the radar, which is why I'm not. I'm only half-joking in Nurmagomedov and Geishi for a title would probably draw some eyeballs. Okay. Um, but you're not seeing, again, the organization is doing a terrible job, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, so I won't talk about it for more than 10 more seconds, done a terrible job at building these guys up to the point that they can sell pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Right? Yeah. Um, so I'm with you that Ferguson and Magomedov wouldn't have done much better than they already did. And to your point two weeks ago, it probably did as good as it was doing because people were like, what the hell was that bus thing? Here's $60. Yeah, let's see what happens with this, which, again, I think can be a really interesting dynamic when you kind of see those things happen and play out and just wonder, like, what the hell's going on? You know, Connor gets involved. I mean, let's remember, other than this, Connor, we haven't heard from him. No. Since the Mayweather fight, essentially. He's been he's been a little chirpy on Twitter, but other than that, I mean, this should have been, interestingly enough, if this wouldn't have gone as badly as it gone, you could have seen maybe a big spike in what was going to happen and more people interested in that division in the UFC. And, hey, am I going to buy this? Is Connor going to show up this weekend? Who knows? Maybe. So that could have been a very interesting setup. Obviously, again, if you want to go back and listen to last week, uh, that's one of those situations where you got to wonder if there's no real consequence or no real punishment, is it just going to keep going up and up and up as far as how far he's trying to push things to to get noise happening and, and make these matchups interesting and do these things at pressers and all of those other things at this point? And I think the the real question, Ken, is if those two fight, will the dolly be in Connor's corner? Okay, all right. I don't know. <laughs> He right. threw the dolly. Back, he back, and the dolly might not be friends. Back, back to this weekend. Uh, Barboza Lee, who are you taking? I will take Kevin Lee. Okay. I think, I I mean, he's the guy we talked about after that Ferguson fight. I, he's going to learn a lot in that fight. He said he learned a lot in that fight. So I, I expect an improved Kevin Lee, which is kind of scary because I think he was a really good fighter to begin with. I'd love to see him and Al again at this point after Al was so impressive against Khabib. Yes. That would be cool because, I mean, let's remember, he's got that loss against Al Iaconta, too. He does, but at, at number 10, that feels like a backwards move if you beat Barboza. Right. right? Except uh, That's the weird thing, too, is I, I know it's not you and your friends anymore. How did Al – how is he that far down after lasting five rounds with the champ? I, because, again, we're not building a queue. We're guys we like, right? Like – or are we? If we are, I like him. I don't mean, but I mean, I guess he's got to go down farther because we don't want him near that championship picture again after taking that loss. Also, as a side note, Felder is now ranked. Oh, that's funny. In <laughs> uh, case they need him again. Yes. UFC's like, look, he's ranked. All right. Uh, the second, the co-main event on this fight this weekend is um, the one that I think most of the people on our Facebook page are certainly freaked out about, and that is Frankie Edgar and Cub Swanson, because lots of people are freaked out that Frankie is back so quickly after getting bested by Brian Ortega. Your thoughts, Ken, on who wins this fight? Oh, boy. I, I Man, I we've talked a lot about it with Frankie. A lot of, a lot of podcasts. A lot of times we don't want to count him out. A lot of times when Frankie comes in there and you count him out, that's when he proves you're wrong. I think this might be it for Frankie, especially with this quick turnaround. I think Cub Swanson's going to win this one. I would agree with you, and I, I think all of those variables are true until your chin goes. I mean, one of the most astute things that you've ever said is, like, when those go, they're gone. Right, and he they're, got caught in the first round. You know, there is no building it back. You don't go to the dentist and go, fix my chin, right? Like, that's not is, how, that, is that where you try to go? <laughs> tried a couple times. It doesn't work. But, I mean, like, you don't, there's no surgery to fix your chin. No, and there's when no it, technique, and yeah. there's nothing you can do. I mean, remember Anderson Silva? Pretended he had finally perfected a technique where he lets guys hit him, and he rolls and does this. 
And then Chris Weidman knocked him the, out. Yes. <laughs> and, and you know, prior to that fight, you're watching the documentary like water, and you're like, well, this is amazing. This is why his chin's so strong. And you're like, nope, this is why his chin Bop. fell off. Right. When and it was time for it to fall off. And, and not that Chris Weidman doesn't hit hard, but he wasn't even damn that flush on that punch, guys. Let's remember that. No. So, yeah, I think, I mean, and we're turning, what is he, turning around in six weeks here? Just, if that? Just that, yeah. Yeah, I think it was the beginning of March. So, I mean, I know most of the country doesn't feel like spring yet, but we're almost uh, we're almost three weeks in on April here. So, I don't know, quick turnaround, taking a KO loss in the first round, those are the things that spell big problems for fighters uh, who are getting into that middle 30s range. And Frankie Edgar, he's 36 years old. And one last thing I want to talk about, because I've been waiting all week to talk to you about this. DC this week to impress for the Ultimate Fighter said... He would love the Brock Lesnar fight because he wants to get paid. I would love for DC to get the Brock Lesnar fight because I think he deserves to get paid. I would love to see that fight. Um, Does he need the belt to do that? He doesn't necessarily need the belt to do that. I think because, and we'll get a little more, Brock's deals with both companies Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have been clarified a bit. And they're both appearance deals at this point. So they're pay per appearance. Uh, which interesting. is which, yeah, it's very interesting considering he's still the WWE champion, um, which is a whole other thing, because usually that's that's been verboten. That's not going to ever happen. But you don't want a guy with your belt to be a per appearance guy. And your your theory, not to spoil it for everybody, but your theory is that changes at Royal Rumble. Is that your greatest theory? Royal Rumble? You mean Gra- the greatest the Saudis yes. demand you call it the greatest Royal Rumble, greatest Royal Rumble. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Things have gotten weird over there, so I'm not going to get into fantasy booking. Anyway. The only reason I bring that up, though, is if you're per appearance, I think the UFC, this next fight with Brock, you you got to make a lot of money. The best way to do that, there's a belt. Is with a belt. There's yep. a belt there. I mean, again, Brock will sell by himself, but if you're paying per appearance and you don't know how many times you're going to get him and your endeavor, you want, you want Brock for the heavyweight championship of the world. If DC can win that fight against... Stipe, that's him, man. And I think that's going to be interesting. And I know Stipe said he's never yeah. faced anybody like me. And I might agree. Man, I don't know. We'll, we'll get more into that fight we, as we get closer. We will. The one thing I will say before we even get when that fight gets closer, the one thing I will say is all I remember is that this guy was an alternate in the heavyweight tournament that no one was paying attention to in Strike Force, and he won the whole thing. He did. He won the whole thing. And again, picking that, up Josh Barnett over his head, by the way. But this, again, we talked about Frankie Edgar, 36. You, you got you got Daniel Cormier facing 40. How old is Stipe, though? I don't know how old Stipe is. I think he's 33, 32. I can look that up real quick. But um, He needs to drink more water. He's an old 33. <laughs> why, why do you say that? <laughs> he just looks much older than that. I would have said Oh, 30. he is 35. Okay. Okay. You, you were much closer. Uh, so, But still, I mean, 35 is a... Far, far away from 40 in a fight game sometimes. Yep. Yes, it is. But it's close. It's closer to that than 33, obviously, for my yes. math. Yes. <laughs> All right. As always, guys, this weekend, you can follow any, on. Any other lessons for us? No. No. Um, so, wait, who do you want to see fight Brock? I I love that fight. I think, you know, we've talked about DC. DC? We've talked about DC forever, that he's never gotten a shake. He's always been called the paper champion, no matter how many people he bests. And then he gets knocked out by a guy who gets suspended. And right, like he never seems to get a fair shake at light heavyweight. And to me, 
there won't be any conspiracy theories knocking on wood fighting Stipe, right? Stipe's not going to hit a pregnant woman. He's not going to take dick pills. Right. He's not going to, like, those things aren't going to happen. Probably, yeah. He's not going to eat a, he's not going to eat a cow that's on right. imbuterol. He's not going to go out to dinner with Overeem. Like, none of those things are going to happen. So we'll get a clean fight no matter what happens. And if we get a clean I fight. I swear to God if you jinx this. If we get a clean fight and DC comes out the winner, I love this fight. Mm-hmm. If we don't have that and the Stipe thing doesn't work, to me, Nagano is the guy because it's beast first beast, right? Yeah. Two giant humans is the only other way that Endeavor makes a ton of money. You I want to see two giant humans. You don't think Brock? No, Brock Nagano is what I'm saying. No, you don't think Brock Stipe? I'm saying if that one doesn't come to fruition for whatever reason, because Stipe has argued with the UFC before. Oh, I see what you're right? saying. Like, there's no lock that here's, he... Not not to get too far down the road. Here, here's yeah. the interesting thing. It's our though. show. We can do whatever. Yeah. Uh, here's the interesting thing. I think Brock has a better chance against Stipe than he does DC. And I'll tell you why, which is weird because Brock's usually, what, susceptible to the strikes. Yes. But as he's gotten better and older and a little bit smarter, and, and you know, I get it. He's, he's right around 42, so there's going to be some drop-off there. But... DC would be the first guy he has ever been in the cage with that was also an Olympic-level wrestler. Yep. I think DC would negate Brock's strongest attribute, and DC's just got so much more experience in the other realms. Like, if if Brock fights Stipe, I think Brock can take him down and ground him. I really do. As big as Stipe is, as impressive as Stipe's been. I wouldn't— Stipe I, can't stop Brock's shot if Brock's on his game. And I wouldn't doubt you because— Again, for those of you who want to go back and say that Brock is susceptible to the punches, let's remember he beat Mark Hunt. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I will tell you about steroids, it doesn't help your chin. It's right. not what steroids do. So he literally went toe-to-toe with the hardest hitter, maybe in heavyweight history, maybe. Right. And a guy who could kick, too. So it wasn't a guy just throwing punches. No, but it's a guy who can knock your head clean off your neck. With fists or feet. So that's the reason I I look at these fights and I go, wow, this is kind of weird. Because, I mean, I think DC would be the guy that that could literally frustrate Brock in that level of wrestling. Would that make him the mayor of Suplex City if he beats Brock? I don't know. Okay. I think he walks right over to WWE if he beats Brock. (laughs) He's going to love his career over there. Oh, he would love it over there. I can't wait until he gets there. Yeah. I love that Daniel Cormier is at these events and he never tells them, so he's always in like some weird seats. And I I feel like I read a story once where they told they said Daniel call us, we'll put you in good seats. And like him and his buddies just buy seats and they're like in because Dana was at WrestleMania for yep. Ronda. Yeah. DC was there too, but DC was like in the bowl, <laughs> like bought tickets with his buddies <laughs> and they were just hanging out there. So I mean I think I think that's going to be really interesting to kind of see him move along too. But I, I do think I think he gives Brock more trouble than Stipe would. Not that Stipe can't beat Brock, and not that I wouldn't pick Stipe, but I just think I would have to go back through and look at Brock's MMA career again. I don't think he's ever fought an Olympic level guy like DC as far as wrestling goes. Well, you can sign up for Fight Pass while it still exists, and you can check out the. I archive. can check out all the. I'll look at Wikipedia. I'll all be right. fine. I'll remember the fights. <laughs> On Twitter or Facebook, at WOW Show, it is Way of the Warrior. I am Eric Hulkern. That is Ken Evans, and this is your MMA show.